powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. In this episode, we take a look at the final results of the Safe for Rail project. What was learned? And what are the challenges in building a better train for tomorrow? I'm Peter Balland from Technicon, and today we are in the offices of TT Tech in Vienna, speaking with Ariane Gevin Hi. about Safe for Rail, a two-year project which is near completion. With the efforts of nearly a dozen partners, TT Tech contributed in this important effort, which ultimately strives to make rail travel safer by consolidating onboard systems. And if you're thinking, why hasn't this been done decades ago, you'd be right. Here's Arya. There is so many systems in the train. It's amazing that all of those are connected with their own wires. Uh, all of those computers are redundantly done in the train. So there is uh, dozens and dozens of computers with kilometers of cable uh, in each train set, which adds up to a huge amount of weight, a huge amount of power that is needed to, to support all these. And of course, a lot of maintenance, a lot of effort that is gone into the uh, keeping these systems up and running. And how is it that these trains, modern trains of today, have these uh, separate components and they all operate independently? Is this a, a failure in, in the um, industry or is it just because of the fact that uh, a train consists of so many different components? For one, it is definitely the second point. So there is, uh, there, there is safety concerns always when things become more and more integrated. So for, for developers of the specific components, and the train is built with components from so many suppliers, and all of them need to cooperate to build the, their specific subsystems. So the brake system is supplied typically by one partner, but this partner, again, is building on top of results from many different suppliers. So there is a, a very large ecosystem that is behind the building or the construction of one train. And now when, when we don't have technology that allows these, uh, I say these players to cooperate nicely by separating concerns from a technology point of view, then it will, it will be a big chaos because all those suppliers suddenly need to interact with, with each other. So the only way to get them to integrate nicely on one platform is to make sure that the platform guarantees that they don't need to talk to each other all the time and so there was the technology not, was not ready to, to support this kind of partitioning or this kind of isolation of the individual systems in a virtualized way. And this is something that we are adding here. Um, but of course, hand in hand with the technology capability comes a kind of new development methodology or a new ecosystem structure of how those players are going to organize themselves in this new kind of environment where perhaps some of their... So today, a braking system has their own computer, which means they are supplying their own system, including everything, hardware, software, the, the braking system itself, obviously. Um, and this is supplied by each individual supplier for, for the braking system, for the door control system, for, for the door system, including the door controls. With this kind of new technology, we are kind of changing a bit this, this architecture because suddenly 
the door control computer might not be a physical computer anymore. It might just be the software for controlling the door. And the computer is a central computer on which this software is going to be integrated. So there is some changes that are going to happen in the ecosystem uh, as well based on this technology where everyone kind of needs to find their new roles. Are you looking at actually creating something or are you looking at maybe creating standards so that train equipment manufacturers can all be working on the same platform and then we sort of have this modular system where you plug in the the door system and you plug in the the lights and you 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 plug in certain items um, into a backbone perhaps is that kind of the goal yes exactly so uh within safe for real we are not focusing on developing the technology itself uh the goal of of, of safe for real is really to to come up with this blueprint to make sure that everyone has the same picture the same understanding of how these systems will be integrated because when we have systems that are laying side by side to each other in a federated architecture you don't need to know too much about the other systems because you are not interacting too much with them when all of these systems come together on one platform then suddenly everyone needs to understand very well how they must interact with this platform so here there is a big effort being undertaken to work together with the different train manufacturers with the suppliers uh, to make sure that everyone has the same picture of how this integration shall be done in order to come to this reliable and safe uh, architecture. So the, the main focus is really on, on, let's say, creating these standards or this, this architecture, this platform uh, concept. Then in the last phase of the project, we did do uh, quite a bit of development to ensure that we have some proof of concept where we can also show how this is then practically done not on the level that it can be put onto a train now and people can, can drive the train and it will be completely safe, but to make sure that we can talk to the suppliers of the braking system, traction system, signaling system, and so on, and, and to the train manufacturers, of course, to the operators. There is, in the end, a Deutsche Bahn or an SNCF or uh, ÖBB in Austria that needs to operate the train. So also for them, uh, there, is, there is some influence of this system. And we need to get everyone on the table. We need to, uh, to understand what are their needs in order to come up with a, a solution that is going to make them, make, make them happy in the end. So this project actually contributes to putting the European rail system sort of on the cutting edge of technology. If this is a successful um, project, um, it's, it's a piece of making the European railway one of the best in the world, perhaps? No, I think the European railway system is one of the best in the world right now. Um, what, what is a big challenge is, let's say, uh, in, in the interoperability of, of trains. The European railway, we, we have a lot of small countries compared to the US, compared to China, compared to many other countries in the world. Uh, if you look at Europe, there are small countries relatively small countries, and each of them have a long history with railway. So there is roughly 200 years in which each country has developed their railway system with their own real railway manufacturing, their own infrastructure, and so on. And now in, in the more, more recent decades, this has become more and more cooperative. 
but there is a lot of legacy also in these uh, in these countries and this has been very difficult in harmonizing uh, in many aspects but now there is a strong push from the railway manufacturers from the operators in terms of interoperability so it's not only about having a uh, an architecture, a new platform for a train. It is also a lot about the interoperability between trains from different manufacturers. So there is a possibility to connect a train from a French manufacturer to a train from a German manufacturer and they can operate on a French track or on a German track, which at the moment is, is difficult to impossible. And when we talk about trains, are we talking here about passenger trains or um, freight trains? No, we are definitely talking about passenger trains. So the complexity in terms of the train system is uh, is higher for a passenger train. Also, the, the cost point is different, uh, whereas a, a transport cargo train, uh, there is no door control. There is not a lot of electronics in the, in the cars, uh, so the main complexity is in the locomotive. Uh, in passenger trains, it is a bit different. So we're not talking only about high-speed trains. We're talking about different types of trains. High-speed trains, regional trains, uh, but also local trains or, or trams or subways. So there is different kinds of trains in different kinds of environments. They have different levels of complexity, obviously, but they have the same principal issues in terms of architecture. When do you see these things happening? So if you look into the future, when do you see this system of this backbone and connect by ethernet and if, if you take a look at the timeline what we are talking so this is an activity that cannot stop when we have the blueprint right so the paperwork is roughly done we have an idea of how to do this but now there is still a long uh long phase until this can actually be implemented in a train uh, for this we estimate let's say roughly four years uh from from now on, uh, where there is a next next phase, which we just started actually. Uh, so with the end of Safer Rail, with the Safer Rail project coming to an end actually this month, there will be follow-up activities. Uh, so we did the blueprints. Now the next phase will be focusing on the implementation. So we are implementing those proof of concepts into a higher level of uh, maturity so that we can demonstrate in the end that there is a network, that there is uh, architecture, that there is a platform on which the applications can be integrated. And also that we show that this integration can be done. Uh, from there, so this is about two years activity. Uh, from there on, there will be another two years of moving from a demo system to a system that is in, in a real train. So we're talking about four years from now until you, you, you see something that is close to market introduction 2022 to 2024 is kind of when you see this hitting the, the the real train then there is some certification time that is needed in order to get this train onto the onto the track so this is kind of the time frame that we're talking about so how does the safer rail project contribute to the future of the railway in europe the the main goal of this system it is actually not to increase the safety of the train so I think if you look at trains in Europe, it's the safest transportation system that you have today. We will not make it safer by this technology. Uh, the goal is definitely to make it simpler in 
Not so much for the passenger. The passenger will not notice, hopefully, that the system is there because it's completely in the background. Uh, what it will do is it, make it will make it simpler, both for the train manufacturers who have less work in developing new trains, making it more modular, so e for them it's easier to, uh, to put in new systems to make the train more advanced. Um, uh, it will make it easier for suppliers because there are things that they do not lo no longer have to care about. And it makes life easier for the operators because the operators uh, have less parts that they have to ma maintain. They have less repairs uh, for specific components because there's less specific components, which makes things also uh, easier to handle in terms of, uh, let's say, components running end of life, out of stock or whatever. Um, the maintenance engineers that have, let's say, an easier life. Uh, and in the end, the train being cheaper because all those things, when you can reduce on the efforts for the train manufacturers, you can reduce on the efforts for the train uh, component suppliers, you reduce the efforts for the operators. In the end, the train is cheaper, train operation is cheaper. All of those add to more cost effectiveness in, in the train system, uh, the punctuality and so on. We can, we can put new systems in, into the train more easily because you can integrate systems later on onto the same backbone architecture without fundamentally changing or cabling or, or whatever things in, inside the train. So you will make also the upgradability of the trains or of, of this train control and management system more easy. And, and I think there are big, big advantages. You had a unique way of testing some of your efforts with this project. Um, it was you, you didn't need to rely on outside field testing so much. Can you comment a little bit about that? Okay, so in this project, we do not only focus on the architecture. I think this is this relates to your question also. Um, so on, on the one side, we develop these architectural topics uh, for the network and, and for the computing system. The other part is related to improving uh, the testability or, or at least uh, the simulation capabilities of, uh, of the system so that in the end, we can test more of the systems outside of the track uh, in the labs uh, and ensure that we reduce the time that is needed to spend on the track because track time is expensive. It is difficult to uh, to, to integrate everything on the on a test train. Uh, you need to reserve this this track time in advance. Uh, any minute of this that we can reduce, it, it saves development time, it saves effort, and it saves money. Uh, so here we wanted to ensure that we get uh, simulation results, but also uh, testing in, in distributed environments where we connect the components together over the internet basically and see if they can cooperate with, to each other. What, what must be said, I think this is an a, important topic, is that it's not safe or real in itself. So in safe real, safe real project, we, we might come to it later. Uh, the, the safe real project is, is actually one of two projects that is dealing specifically with the uh, train control management system. So it, it is part of this funded initiative by the uh, European Commission, which is uh, Shift to Rail. Shift to Rail is a seven-year uh, program aimed at improving the competitiveness and, and the technology uh, inside the trains in different areas. And one of those areas is the train control management system. There's two projects, as I said, dealing with this topic specifically. One is, one is Safe for Rail, 
The other one is Connecta. And Connecta is, uh, let's say, the members project. So this is the project inside Shift to Rail that is directly linked to the, uh, let's say, to, to the train manufacturers, uh, to also the operators. So there is operators, manufacturers, and suppliers involved in this project. So it's not Safer Rail alone that is defining this architecture. So it's a very close collaboration between these two, uh, these two consortia. And now that this project has ended, uh, can you tell us what you've learned? Were there any surprises, uh, any unexpected results that came to light? So for for me, what 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 was uh, new? I'm from I'm, I'm not from the railway industry, so I'm working in electronics. I'm working in the aerospace department, and the train is not the same as an airplane. Okay, the challenges that you have in aerospace are similar. We also want to. Uh, simplify electronic architecture. We also care about size, weight, and power of electronics, but we have less complexity somehow in in the system when it comes to the dynamics of the system. Because an airplane is an airplane and it will not change over time. When you have a train, a train can be coupled, decoupled. Uh, You have suddenly a longer train, a shorter train. You have... uh, very strong interactions with its environment through the signaling system. There is communication on the to the track. There is communication to the stations. Uh, so the train system is 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 much more complex in in certain aspects than an aerospace system. If you look in the future up to two thousand thirty, for example, where do you see uh, railway transportation at this time? There are very interesting developments that you see all over the world uh, being hyped like these very high-speed trains that are coming. You see in general that the speed of trains is increasing, of high-speed trains. Uh, the coverage of train lines is increasing in certain areas of the world, especially if you look at the Asian markets. Uh, there is lots and lots of investments in the infrastructure and things are changing there. Um, but also in Europe, you see uh, you see very strong improvements in the areas of autonomy. There, there's lots of tracks here. And especially those tracks that are used frequently, uh, the goal is, in, let's say, in the next 10 years, is to also increase even more the capacity of these tracks. How can you reach this? And what is the role, perhaps, of also Safer Rail? Is that we want to ensure that there is safe communication within the train and perhaps also in the future safe communication between trains so that trains do not need these long safety distances to, to drive behind each other. And when trains can operate more closely together, then the tracking capacity can increase by a lot of, uh, say, by a, by a factor two or three even. If if trains can drive with a few meters distance and we can communicate safely between those trains uh, so that when the first train breaks, the second train immediately notices and also breaks, and this can be handled safely, then this has a, a very strong impact on the capacity of the, especially these main lines. Give us the names of some of your larger partners here, or your largest contributors. Yeah, so the consortium is is consisting of 11 partners. There is uh, several research institutes and and, uh, industrial partners. Very interesting is that it's not the typical railway consortium. So we are combining here companies, for my case, from from aerospace technology and industrial automation technology, which is also inside TTTech, with companies like... Uh, IAV, who is a strong partner in the automotive domain, to see uh, what kind of technology we can bring in from those different domains that are uh, at the benefit of uh, of railway. Then on the other side, 
there is uh, strong railway partners that are well known in this in, in this community or have a lot of safety background because in the end these technologies are at the backbone of the train if something goes wrong uh, this is very critical technology uh, so there is uh, for example near engineeria in in uh, the area of Bologna in Italy who is uh, safety experts there is uh, TÜV TÜV Süd uh, is involved from a certification point of view uh, we have typical railway partners uh, Unicontrols or, or NewTek which are suppliers of components in, or in, in software in, that already are driving in trains today but also university partners like University of Siegen there is uh, ICALAN, which is a research institute in, in Spain, um, and, and IFSTAR, which is a research institute in, in France. Obviously, there, there is also security concepts, so there is uh, Technicon specifically also working on those. Elotech is uh, working on a specific kind of application, so we don't only want to see uh, whether the system works in, in principle. Elotech has experience in the braking system. So braking system is the one most critical function in the train. Uh, we want to ensure that we have an idea, a concept of how this specific system can be integrated into this platform. If we can do it for the braking system, we can do it for any other system. Thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you also for your contributions to this project and we wish you continued success in future projects. Thank you. This project has received funding from the Shift to Rail joint undertaking under grant agreement number 730830. This joint undertaking receives support from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program.